Hello and welcome to the official Clutch Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, manager of the semi-successful San Diego Armada. Uh, with me today, uh, I have one of our fierce rivals on, Julian, manager of the Moorhead Fargo Robins. He is the host of the arguably second most popular Clutch Baseball Podcast on the inter- internets. At least top five, I would say. Okay, that's, I mean, that's. I feel like you're selling yourself a little short with saying top five. <laughs> I don't know. Top five clutch uh, podcast of all time. I feel like that's pretty good company. I mean, I walked around saying I was one of the best clutch managers in baseball, uh, clutch managers <laughs> in the world for like several months there. So, oh, I've got business cards already. I, I've, you know, cl- laid claim to the whole state of Minnesota. So <laughs> get, get, get on my level, everybody. Uh, what is the name of your podcast and uh, what do you chat about on it? Yeah, so uh, my podcast, which I host with Paul, who is the manager of the champion Fedweezy Fusion, uh, our podcast is called uh, Judgment Calls. And basically, the idea behind our podcast was to talk more about strategy and meta and deck building and team building, that sort of thing, getting into more of the nuts and bolts and the finer details of the game. And we really try and, and push the envelope as far as things that maybe not everyone thinks about directly kind of thinking two, three steps ahead, that sort of thing, situational uh, card draw value, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's uh, really interesting. I've uh, watched, uh, watched, I've listened to a few episodes recently and yeah, I highly recommend it for people that listen to this podcast on this podcast. We kind of sort of get into that with strategy cards and different metas and building things, but uh, they really get into the weeds on that. So uh, if you're wanting to kind of step your strategy deck building game up or want some uh, little clues and hints on some strategy cards to take a second or third look at, I highly recommend it. Much like this podcast, you can find it in any of your usual uh, podcast stores. Uh, so this podcast is about a, a man, a very large man, a very large man that makes me happy. And no, we're not talking about Santa. We're talking about Bartolo <laughs> Colon, the man, the myth, the legends. Half of the reason Fernando Tatis Jr. is a member of my San Diego Padres. And we were talking uh, on the Discord the other day. If you haven't joined, you can join. Visit clutchbaseball.com. Link is there to join us. And talk, so you can come talk with us and get nerdy about clutch baseball. And we also talk about MLB as well. On, on the Discord, I said, who is your two favorite Bartolo Colones to use? I asked this because this last year we came out with a Bartolo Cologne set. There is one for every season he played in the major leagues, which means there are 21 Bartolo Colones to choose from. That's a lot of big sexy. That is a lot of big sexy, arguably too much big sexy. Nope, not too much. It's just a lot. But Paul, but Paul is definitely wrong. Definitely wrong. So we are here to talk about Bartolo Colon. You chimed in. We kind of talked on Discord a little bit about Bartolo Colon. And then I don't even think you knew how many uh, <laughs> how many Bartolos <laughs> there were. He is back in stock on the store. You can go buy the 21 card set there. So uh, after you listen to us talk about some of these, you might be interested. You can go buy it clutchbaseball.com. So first off, there are 21 of them. Who are your favorite versions of Bartolo Cologne and why? <laughs> well, my top three uh, Bartolo Cologne cards are uh, Bartolo Cologne, Bartolo Cologne, and 
for the uh, third favorite, Bartolo Colon. Oh, wow. This is going to be a controversial episode. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist. And more specifically, I like uh, card number 20, 11, and 19 in that order. And that is the 2017 100-point version, the 2007 130-point version, and the 2016 425 version. Those were my top three. Interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree with the 100.1. Um, and part of the reason why I asked that question on the Discord was I assumed everyone was just going to say his 100-point card because it's A, 100 points, and B, not the worst 100-point starting pitcher you could get. Like, he's a if you if you could come up with a 100-point pitcher, that card is kind of what you'd get, right? Uh, 3X, 17 outs, 3 commands, 5 innings pitched, you know, 20 double, not ideal. 23 homer, also not ideal. But hey, he's a 100-point pitcher. Why you want? So yeah, that's interesting. The You said Bartolo Clone card 19, which is his 2016 season with the New York Mets. Uh, four commands, 425 salary, plus three clutch, 18 outs, one to 2x, and the all-star icon. Kind of talk me through the reasoning on that one. Well... So first off, let me say, I come from the 2020 Yusei Kikuchi School of Pitching, uh, and it shouldn't surprise anyone that my top two picks were the bargain Bartolos. With the 425 version, you get six innings pitch, which you know, for, for a lesser chart is, is not remarkable. Even for a uh, four-command, 18-out pitcher, still okay you're paying you're paying maybe a little bit uh too much generally speaking when you compare them to like uh, your your tampa pitchers so like charlie morton tyler glasnow that type of thing however he also has an icon and the more i've looked at cards and watched games being played i think that an icon by itself opens up an extra strategy choice with uh, best in the biz you basically get a second instant replay with that I also think that with the bonuses on several strategy cards that provides some other sneaky value. That said, I probably would not roster him uh, the way things are currently with, with clutch and specifically starting pitching. But looking at the other uh, 497 Bartolos, he, that was one that stood out as sort of a, an affordable option who also has some good credentials with his uh, stats and his chart. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. The interesting thing about Bartolo is you have anywhere from 15 out cards to 18 out cards. So there's a wide range. And yeah, I, I, I mentioned this before, but I don't know what it is about 18 out and 19 out like four command starting pitchers, but they constantly wreck my, my lineups. <laughs> It's interesting you mentioned about the icon. I think the all-star icon might be my second favorite pitching icon. I kind of went in a different direction with, I mean, I agree with you on the 100-point Bartolo. Yeah, he's my third favorite because odds are you need a cheap starting pitcher at some point, and that's not a terrible option. I kind of went in a different direction with icons. I'm a big fan of the K icon, and that is partially to do with how I generally build my starting rotations where the K icon is super useful. And I and I think it's perhaps the best icon to have in terms of strategy card usage. 
my other two that I in my top three are Bartolo Clone 2000 and 2001, uh, both from his Ooh. Cleveland days. It's hard. I mean, I think my favorite between the two is this 2001 card. Uh, 395 salary, three commands, uh, R plus two, plus three clutch, seven innings, uh, one to two X, 17 outs, K icon. Those are my two, but I, I kind of see where you're coming from with the all-star icon. The tough thing about him is, and this is perhaps why more teams haven't used him, is there's a lot of them, but I feel like they're they're kind of like grouped together points-wise. Like there isn't like necessarily a wide like there's three options at under two under 200 points um so it feels like they're kind of all grouped together so it's not it's not like you kind of can choose you know jump every 10 15 or 20 points and there's a new one to choose from yeah and looking at the legacy that is bartolo cologne like he's he's well known not because he was an ace pitcher for his entire career right much like the motto of the state of North Dakota, he's, he's legendary. He is his own thing. He brought he brought an aspect to the game that a lot of players don't. He is well liked. He's very personable, upbeat. You know, pretty jovial overall. But he also had some really good seasons. But most of the time, he was a pretty middling pitcher. And I think, obviously, the the majority of the 723 Bartolo cards show that and reflect that rightfully so. But with, when you bring the realm of usability in to his cards, for me, what I want to, when I want to make use of is finding bargains within the card. And this is why the, the 425 point Bartolo, the 2016 Bartolo was a little iffy for me because he has a positive three clutch. And for starting pitching, that's arguably the least important position to have that high of a clutch rating for, unless you're playing in Boston or Atlanta, of course. So you're paying extra there. And looking at, I I gave a solid look at uh, your 2001 Bartolo. He he was definitely in my top 10 uh, Bartolo list. However, with that card specifically, you know, looking at his handedness bonus and his base command, it's the same as I think Jordan Zimmerman, right? Who I used in Polar Power and had terrible success with. Just awful, horrible ERA. But then again, that was kind of the point of the team, right? Kind of throw away the starting pitching, come in with a high octane bullpen and a solid offense, and hopefully that'll carry you through. And it got me to second place, thankfully. Should have won, but can't complain where where I ended up. But looking at that Bartolo at 395 points, you start to get into the conversation of who else could I be using and is that an optimal use of my points? And you look at someone like Julio Urias, who everybody and their brother uses these days, it's hard to justify the extra point expense. I will agree that the K icon is pretty valuable and I would say probably the most valuable pitching icon. But comparing him to Urias... Or other pitchers in the same price range, you get to, again, like the the Tampa starters. It's hard for me to justify that Bartolo, but I definitely see your point. Yeah, I and, and that's why I was asking, because um, I was kind of looking at it from this perspective of I was running uh, Lance Lynn, 
on as my fifth starting pitcher. And he has a win icon, which is perhaps arguably the worst pitching icon to have outside of like MVP or something. <laughs> and and the it's like a fifth. I think it's a 15 point difference between the two. So, yeah, that's why I was kind of looking at him. Interestingly, I have a um, the San Diego Armada went heavy in pitching analytics this year and <laughs> our super secret uh, pitcher rankings uh, we have. The computer, the top two that the computer likes the best, and this factors in their um, expected average on base percentage slugging and OPS against them versus all of the other batter cards currently in the set is the Bartolo Cologne 2012 and Bartolo Cologne 20, 2008, which is really interesting. The 2008 one actually, once I saw it, I, it caught my eye, is 330 salary. Three command, R plus three, uh, negative two clutch, six innings, one X, 17 outs, doubles 22, homers at 24 with no walk, which I think that is a that perhaps is like a very usable card as well. And then the 2012 one is 520 salary. So, again, you're kind of getting into the higher realms of like for most people, that would be your ace. And you perhaps wouldn't want to use him as your ace. Uh, He has four commands, R plus one positive three clutch in seven innings pitched, which is like doom for a sal- a pitcher's salary. He Again, he has one X, also 18 outs, doubles at 23, homers at 24. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. And those are like, they're pretty, those are the 12, 2012 one is like pretty head and shoulders, the best one. And then 20, 2008 is like second best by a decent amount, but it's like well ahead of like the third and fourth placed ones. So yeah, it's it's really interesting looking at those cards and you know the projected ratings and, and stats rather uh, for them. The price tag for me obviously is the is the biggest hurdle uh, with rostering those cards. The, the most expensive starter I've rostered is Matt Moore, and I think very similarly to Paul Fedweezy Fusion when it comes to starting pitching strength. I really wanted to fit Kirk Reader on my team. He was one of the, the last cuts from my team at 570 points. And again, comparing Bartolo to other cards that exist, there's a lot of solid 1x zone starters with maybe one fewer innings to, to pitch uh, with, with a larger command overall that I think are maybe a little bit stronger. But no, I would... That would make sense to me that uh, he's he's probably the strongest of the uh, 873 Bartolos. The reason this initially popped in my head was because uh, the last episode of this podcast, I was talking about, we were talking about the high heat rosters, and I made a comment about how I was surprised about how few Bartolo Colones there were in the league. I went back and checked. There are two, only two Bartolo Colones used in all of the rosters um, for this uh, league. They are two of the ones you mentioned on your top three list. They are the 2007 Bartolo clone, which is card number 11, and the 2017 Bartolo clone, which is card number 20. So they're the 100 point and 130 points Bartolo clones. And they're both the fifth starter, and like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I think something that with the... Uh you know, 2021 cards that we've seen, something that I think is interesting is a more 
prominent presence of these super cheap yet usable starters, right? Which I think presents an opportunity to maybe push some experimentation with team building because looking at, I mean, it's a shame that these are the same player because I think you could make a case that both would be rosterable in a very similar build uh, with a maybe punt for your whole rotation if, if there are enough cards to do that. But looking at like David Hess with the 22 home run, and I think he's 18 to 21 uh, single, he's 105 points, uh, three command. You put those two on a rotation, back end, or even front end if you wanted to get crazy with it. It's interesting how many points you save by doing that. And I'd say compared to a lot of pitchers that you, you maybe see fairly regularly, like uh, Chris Bassett or uh, Cole Hamels, sort of similar, maybe one fewer out on the chart, but command-wise, very similar. If one out is the difference and you're saving yourself 100, 110 points, that's a huge discount that you can plug into your bullpen or your lineup and you know, really maybe crank that up from an on-base 11 guy to an on-base 12 with some more power or something like that. Like I said, I think the two that are in the league make a lot of sense. Are there any are there any other Bartolo like looking at, you know, seeing the other teams that are out there? Are there any other Bartolos that you're maybe surprised that didn't get a get a spot in a in a roster? Well, as a as a Minnesota Twins fan, I, I'm I'm glad that the Minnesota card is the cheapest one. It also makes sense because he was not great when he was with Minnesota. I was very intrigued when the first free agent Bartolo dropped the 270 point version, uh, who's five command, negative one clutch, and had a natural 16 to 20 single. However, being from the Yusei Kikuchi school of pitching, I know how bad he would be because Yusei is command four with. Uh, handness bonus plus two against lefties, I believe. And I think the meta slightly favors left-handed batters right now, especially with uh, Babe Ruth coming into the fold, even though only one team's using him in this league. I know that he would not be a terribly successful starter. He's also six innings, which makes him more expensive. You know, obviously 270 points, almost twice as expensive as you say. And again, going back to, you know, how much, are you getting compared to the other options? He still has the three uh, X zone. So really not much of improvement. That's not exactly the pitcher that you want having pitched more innings is someone that bad. Before this league started and I was just messing around making a bunch of rosters, I had a concept where I had a bunch of guys that had super high commands, but like low outs. And I was like, oh, this would be a great idea. And then I did the math on it, and like 15 outs is really, really bad. Like, unrosterable bad, even at five <laughs> commands. <laughs> like, you're not going to have a good time bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting you, you mentioned that one. Yeah, he, that, according to my super system, that is the worst Bartolo clone you could choose. And yeah, the second worst is 180 points. So, you're spending 90 more points for a guy that's way worse. Yeah, and I'm someone that uh, also uh, spent a couple semesters at the Patrick Sandoval School of Pitching. And what he provides is, is actually kind of similar, right? That he's got the, the base command of two, 
plus a three-handedness bonus with the switch bonus. Same with Johan Oviedo, who I think is better because he has the bonus versus lefties. And they're both bad, but you're only spending 50 points on them. And you have the you know the, the short leash. Uh, theoretically, you have the short leash on both of them. Again, you don't want to pump innings. You don't want to play Master of Efficiency with those guys on the mound because you're probably not going to get those cards out there. So... And and that doesn't really fit in the meta right now either, right? Like most people are going heavy on master efficiency and they're trying to bump guys up. So to have a guy in your rotation alongside those other guys, it just it just doesn't kind of mesh, right? You you don't want a guy that you're like, oh, I want him out of there as soon as possible, and I also need will also need to use my bullpen more, right? Yeah. And you know, master of efficiency, quality start, those are very good cards, but they really bring success when you have a good starter to pair them with. And I know those cards weren't created with Bartolo Colon in mind, unless it was one of his better seasons, of course. But again, you just don't want to, you have 50 cards in your strategy deck. You don't want to waste card slots and have dead draws with a subprime starter. It's just, it's a bad situation. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with you on that one. So that was fun discussing Bartolo Colon. How many people have said that in their life? <laughs> I hope this inspires people to use a Bartolo Colon because like, yeah, sure. Some of these you probably aren't going to want to roster unless you're a really big Bartolo Colon fan. Then, hey, you know, go for it. Right. Like have some fun. Get wild with it. But yeah, I just I was surprised, you know. And I think part of it maybe is I think uh, they were you couldn't buy them for a while, so maybe that people just didn't have them in their possession. But yeah, I think uh, everybody should go out and buy themselves a Bartolo clone set. Um, it's very meme worthy. Um, it turned into a meme in the Discord because each card his silhouette got slightly bigger because <laughs> you know he is a large human being, a big, big, sexy one. So Julian, uh, thanks for coming on and chatting Bartolo clone. My pleasure. Uh, check out his podcast. Like I said, it's very informative. And then uh, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, I'll come up with another fun topic to talk about. Looking forward to it, Matt. Thanks for having me.